Welcome to Talking Heads on USA Global TV, starring the one and only wonderful Dr. Jacqueline. It's a prestigious place where world-class influencers and experts meet, and where you'll find the most trusted advisors and coaches for all things in life and business. Visit usaglobaltv.com to sign up for our newsletter, get the value you need, and be first in line to learn about events and giveaways and other valuable content. Connect with us. Email Dr. Jacqueline at usaglobaltv.com to talk about how you can become part of USA Global TV. That's USA Global TV, where the doctor is always in. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a woman's prerogative here on USA Global TV and radio. I'm Dr. Jacqueline Kerbeck, and I am super excited about our new background. And we also have a new website. This website is specific to this show. So without confusing you, we are still on usaglobaltv.com, but this specific show has its own website so that you can interact, you can meet and greet, you can connect with, you can work with, you can hire our panelists. Let's take a look. I'm going to share my screen and show you about this new website, walk you through it quickly, and then I'm gonna bring out our panelists as well as our special guests. So you can see this website. What is the website address? Great question. I'll be putting it in the comments. It is a woman's prerogative TV radio show.com. It's a long one, but it'll make an impression. So here we have our concept. What is it? It's every Wednesday. Today's Wednesday and here we are. So there are the various times around the world. We are a global platform. This is a show for women, from women, about women, and by women. And let's look at who is on the panel. So here we have our panelists and you can go ahead and read more about them. So here we have Amber J. You can connect with her in all these different ways. And then you can read more about her. And then, of course, everyone else who is on the show. We also have our episodes. This is our episode that's upcoming, the one we're on right now. And we will be live streaming from this as well. But the website was just set up today. So all the episodes are there. So that's what I wanted to share with you so that you know how to find our panel because we have so many wonderful ladies. It takes up a lot of time to put up all their contact information throughout the show. Without that being said any further, let us bring out our panel. We have Amber J. Lawson. Hello. It's like you're out in the ocean, maybe he's getting some breeze. I love it. <laughs> and let's welcome Kathy Fulton. Woo! Hi, Kathy. Hi. Hi, how are you? Great. Good to see you. Looking pretty in orange. And we have Janetta Barry joining us from the oh dark hours of the evening. Janetta, welcome <laughs> and thank you for staying late. Hello. <laughs> We also have Desiree Richardson joining us. Hello, nice to have you here. Hi, Hi everyone. Hello, and we have Tracy Lamore. Nice to have you. Hi, I'm trying to get the beautiful background that you guys have, but I'm not. Same thing. All right. This well, I'm trying. We I don't a... have a. The problem is I'm not on my computer. I think uh, I need to figure out how to do it. Okay. Let's. On my computer thank, you. A, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. We have let's move on. We have a special guest. Catherine is with us today, joining us from Seattle. 
Nice to have you, Catherine Grace O'Connell. Thank you so much for having me. I'm delighted to be here. It's a pleasure. So our topic today is something that has resonated with me over time. And it is all about you get to be a certain age and all of a sudden what you're wearing, the way you look, it's not appropriate anymore. Shame on you for wearing that low cut top or for wearing that short skirt or that red lipstick or your blonde hair, whatever it is. And uh, I specifically remember I was traveling with someone from work when I was in my corporate career and we actually were at a gas station in Florida. And he said to me, you do realize that you turned XYZ age. It's time to cut off all your hair and dye it brown and stop wearing red lipstick and red nail polish because you just look cheap. Well, what do you think about that, girls? <laughs> Lord, oh. Says who? <laughs> I'd love to know what you said in reply. What was your reply? My, I didn't say anything. I was so shocked. And what I did was I made my hair even more platinum and kept on my red lipstick and red nail polish and thought, you don't like it, you can fire me and then we'll see where that goes. Perfect response. Thank you, thank you. Okay, who else would like to weigh in maybe on a personal experience or something that you've witnessed in your life? Well, I wanna share that coming from Raytown, Missouri, that it was the, it seemed like what happened is you reached a certain age, probably 40, and you were just expected to cut off your hair. And as you see, I got extensions, baby. <laughs> I'm going longer, not shorter. And what is, so I get, I guess the understanding or the belief was if you have children, you just don't have time to mess with your hair. And as someone who's not a mom, I'm a dog mom. Uh, that was never my experience. Uh, but who says that your hair has to be any sort of length at any sort of time? I don't know. I think that there's uh, there's something out there that's been said that when you get to be a certain age, you're supposed to cut your hair. Has anyone ever heard of this? <laughs> yeah, I have personally from my mother. My mother would have been 100 this year. She was born in 1922. So, and in London, in, in, in very Edwardian London, and I can remember even in my 30s, uh, her starting to say, be careful you don't end up as mutton dressed up as lamb. That was her favorite one to me. And uh, one of the things was if you had two, two, if you, what was her wording? If you're so long in the tooth, you shouldn't have such hair. It makes you look long hair makes you look haggard and trying to be younger than you are. And I got that constantly from her. It was a, a constant. Wow, that's fascinating. Thanks for sharing that. I'd love to go to our guest, Catherine, and have you introduce yourself and then hear your comments about this topic. Sure. Well, ageism is my wheelhouse and um, kind of came very unexpectedly. So I am about to turn 61. And um, several years ago, I almost lost my life to late stage Lyme disease. So my story is a little bit different than most. I came back to life in my mid 50s and I joined social media and started an Instagram. It was part of my way of healing and, you know, finding my voice. And as I did that, I came into this world and 
you know, the 50 plus was basically invisible. There was no connection to one another. There was no community. You were not supposed to say your age. And so I decided to completely disrupt that. So I do call myself an ageism disruptor. And I proudly um, shouted my age to the rooftops like you were just saying, um, Dr. Jacqueline, that, you know, somebody tells you not to do something, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do it bigger and bolder. So um, I did that and I had some real success in that in creating community connection. I have a global community as well. And um, also brands coming into me. What I found fascinating was in relationship to what you were sharing, not so much about being told not to do something or wear something, but I had was invited to a big event up in Malibu. And funny enough, my daughter's sorority sisters were there. So here I am, you know, in my mid fifties, I was maybe 56, 57 at that point. And I'm with, you know, 20 and 30 year olds. And um, they thought that I was a millennial, the people who put on the event. And so once I said my age, they wouldn't speak to me. So I was absolutely dumbfounded. So again, after that, all I did was go bigger, bolder, and, you know, got other women on board on saying, you know, being proudly sharing our age. And, you know, to me, it's about uniting the the generation. So my whole platform is called um, Catherine Grace O and Mod Life Media. But my intention is really to help women master modern midlife, which is a midlife that isn't lived just outside in, but more importantly, from the inside out. May I say, Catherine, that you look pretty darn good. <laughs> Thank you so much. I have to say, if you saw on my website, Catherine Grace O, I show the pictures of where I was. I was under 100 pounds. I'm 5'9", um, went through a near-death experience, was unable to walk for a year. So I was a skeleton. And because I'm very holistic and I've been on a natural wellness path for you know decades and I'm an energy worker, I did it all naturally. And I don't have plastic surgery or fillers in my face. And so if you saw me then to now, you probably wouldn't believe it. But it truly is. Um, it's healthy living and it's joy and it's green superfoods and, and energy work and spending time in nature and yoga and meditation and all those things. So I'm a real big believer that um, we change our lives and transform our lives from the inside out because I did it for myself. Well, I have to applaud you for that, ladies. Thank you. Thank you so much. Who would like to comment to Catherine, share anything? Justina, I see you getting ready to speak. <laughs> no, I, I don't know where the topic started from. Once again, I apologize for the late coming in. I'm having problems with my um, the internet because there are some works in my area, so the internet is not working properly. But uh, I know that the topic is about what you shouldn't wear over a certain age. And my belief is that uh, I think one should be free to wear what one wants. Uh, also, also taking in uh, minding that uh, it depends on the shape of your body, perhaps the occasion to which you are going to you dress for the occasion. And um, of course, one has to look... Uh, uh, feel good uh, to start with. So you wear something that will make you uh, feel good. And of course, there could be some no-no-no's for a certain age or perhaps not age as such. For me, I think it's about body shape. <laughs> there could be some stuff that certain body shapes cannot uh, do not look uh, ladylike, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, so that's... Uh... So Justina, I would just want to take that, that last uh, comment that you have, and I want to open up to the panel. So 
regardless of what our body size is, whether we're small, we're larger, we're medium, whatever we are, is it okay to have a lot of skin showing? So whether you're stick figure thin or go ahead, Amber, please. You are beautiful in whatever meat suit you are in, especially as divine feminine beings. We are magnetic forces. We are the sirens. I mean, nations go to war over us. We are intoxicating as we are. And the sooner, you know, our, our entire society has built this idea of perfection and who wants perfect? No one. What we want is authentic. We want your truth. We want to see the truth of who you are. And I, I walk around in a bikini top and um, stretch pants. That is my uniform 24-7, 365. And I embrace it. It is my gift. This is my divine feminine gift at 50. So I vote yes. Show it all. All right, she's she's bringing it. Now, on the counterpoint, then I want to hear from some other panelists. I was at the gym yesterday, and I have been working out my whole life. I'm 59. And I noticed that as I was doing lunges, there was like this roll of fat that I could see through my, my shirt. I was like, oh, my God, this is horrifying. What if people see this fat? Why do I have this fat? Where did the fat come from? And before I know it, it's like turning the lights down so it was even darker. So I'm not embracing this. So you're better off than I am because I'm still at a war with myself. Anybody else feel that way? Please unmute yourself and go ahead, whomever. It's Catherine. Yeah, absolutely. So I am so in the wheelhouse of Amber Day, and I totally understand um, Dr. Jacqueline too, because as we get older, our bodies fluctuate, right? We hit menopause, and I got that I gained 20 pounds at menopause and had to kind of recalibrate my body and accept my body. Um, I have, you know, my body's not perfect. I will be out there in a bikini, but I will also be in a bikini shoot, and I'll make sure that I have the right light or, you know, I, I you know, curve my body so it looks and, you know, it's best. But to me, it really is all about the way that we feel. So wear what makes you feel beautiful and forget about culture because, you know, those beliefs that others have, this collective culture that gets projected onto us is continually changing anyway. So where does this come from? And it's always going to be shifting and changing. So we buy into that. We lose our power and we lose our joy. So to take back our power, you know, wear what makes you feel beautiful and what you what makes you feel beautiful is different than going to be for me. That is so, um, that is amazing because um, we should always think about how we feel in the moment. And it's about having that inner joy. And, you know, like Catherine said, it's about feeling beautiful in the moment. So whatever rock you bought, then you should go ahead and step into your confidence and just enjoy that moment and feel beautiful and look beautiful. And that's what's going to reflect on the outside. When your entire inside feel comfortable, you'll be fine because confidence is everything. Thank you, Desiree. If you want to speak, just unmute. And, uh, and when you're not speaking, please do mute. Amber J. Yes. The, this, when you're talking about seeing your, your roles, your, uh, skin as it's expanding maybe at certain times. I 
have to say the moment I embraced it, now I'm going to speak from I, the moment I embraced it, everyone else embraced and wanted to embrace it, by the way, if you know what I mean. So (laughs) (laughs) what I mean is like, it is so attractive, no matter what shape, size, color, all the things when a woman is owning her body and no man I have ever come. In in fact, I got to beat him off with a stick of who are so attracted to my pleasantly round figure, my amply ample bosoms. So anyone who isn't a line, I would say is a mirror back to themselves of what they don't like in their own body. All right. Thank you for sharing that. I so agree with that. And as you know, we, we touched on this last week and I was saying there have been phases through my life where I've gone, I really like myself, my body. And it's always been on a term of reference of what I believe I originally felt was all right. And in fact, it, it was so funny that this topic came up because uh, about 10 days ago, I reposted a video I made during lockdown and I couldn't get my hair cut and it was out here and looking like a, a bit of a bird's nest. Or, or so I thought when I took the video, but there was no choice because we couldn't get to hairdressers. And I wore my leopard skin low, and I'm quite busty too, uh, uh, my uh, low cut leopard skin dress with my green screen showing a picture of me in one of the camps in Kenya. And when I first showed it to the team of people I do speaking, because it was a speaking video, they all went, oh no, that's awful. Anyway, I didn't listen to them and I posted it at the time. And I boldly reposted it last week again, and it's on my website. And I'm quite happy to be whatever I am in the moment, what I feel like, but I have to work on it, especially now at 64. Um, As I mentioned last week, my body body has really changed shape in the last few years. Um, It's a shape I'm not used to. So it's taken some time for me to go, it's okay, but I am, I am loving it, mostly. Fantastic. Thank you. Kathy Fulton, we'd love to hear from you. Please unmute yourself. Well, I think that whatever is up here, if you, um, I mean, if you feel good about yourself and you like what you're wearing, it doesn't matter if it's what some would con- some would consider age appropriate or not, then I think you should go for it. Um, I really never listen to anyone else and do my own thing. So I think that when you, like I said, if, if, if you're feeling beautiful and you feel, um, confident, then when you walk into a room, I think the rest of the room will read the same thing. So I say, go for it. So thank you very much, Kathy. Kathy, what would you say was age appropriate? That that's where I find it really interesting. What is age appropriate? I think age appropriate is, I think it should be your own definition. And I think it should be whatever you say, okay, for me, I'm making it up. Short shorts are no longer age appropriate for me. Something to that effect. But I, but I think you should make your own definition, your own, your own law 
if you will, of whatever is no longer age appropriate for you. Thank you, Kathy. Um, we want to hear from Tracy. Well, I'm 52. And, you know, I don't pay a lot of attention to, I guess, what most people might say is age appropriate. And it hasn't limited me at all professionally or personally. So I say, you know, do what makes you happy, be genuine and, and you know, go with what you like. And like everyone else has touched on, have the, it's all about confidence. It really is. When you walk into the room feeling confident with yourself, with what you're wearing, with how you present, then people will respond that way. There may be a few people who don't like you, but that, that can be the case for whatever reason. And more people will like you because you're just genuine in yourself. So I say, don't worry about, you know, age appropriate or not. What, it's the same at any age. Dress in, or, you know, feel, do what feels good for you, essentially. Thank you, Tracy. Okay, so I'd like to move on to an, another topic in this area where I think Catherine really has a lot of expertise. And uh, before we do that, I'd love for each of the panelists and our guests to share where in the world you are, because we're all because different we're places. All I think it might weigh in on how what our perspectives are. Amber J. I am in Los Angeles, California, in Venice Beach. Woo, thank you. Kathy Fulton. I'm in, I'm in Ashburn, Virginia. Thank you. Let's go over to Tracy. Toronto, Canada. Thank you. Dr. Desiree. London North. Thank you. Jeanette Barry. I've just arrived in Nairobi, Kenya, East Africa. <laughs> Fabulous. Thank you. And Catherine? I was in LA for 10 years and moved up to Seattle a year and a half ago. Thank you so much, Dr. Justina. Okay, I don't think Dr. Justina can hear us, but um, okay, so I'd like to go on to an, another topic. And this topic is sadly near and dear to me. Uh, what happens when we start going through that dreaded menopause and we're in situations with other people where we're sweating, whatever, whatever is coming up for us, and now people are exposed to that, especially if we're in the workplace. Catherine, can you give us any tips on that? And then I'd love to hear the panel weigh in with any, any experiences they might have in this area. Sure. Um, yeah, menopause hit me like a ton of bricks. I was, um, it, when I went into menopause, I think I was 56. And by spring of that year, my um, perimenopausal, whatever, hormonal levels were totally normal. Within six months, they couldn't even measure them. So I was in a pile of sweat. I'd wake up at night, have to change my pajamas three times. It looked like I took a full shower. So I, thankfully, I wasn't in an outside work environment. I was at home, so I could do that. But I think humor is really important because this is normal, right? We, we are going through a late life um, puberty, right? We, we normalize puberty, but we abnormalize menopause. And it's up to us to normalize it. It's up to us to talk about it, be open about it. And yeah, sometimes you got to laugh about it because there are things, be it, you know, our sex life, you know, and discomfort down there, um, you know, everything. Like you said, hot flashes, exhaustion, weight gain, all these things that really aren't unpleasant. But it's important for us to talk about it, to normalize it. And also, so other women behind us know what to expect because it was a shock for me. Thank you so much for sharing that. And Catherine, just to elaborate a little more, these lovely changes that we experience, do they finally go away at some point from, from the research you've done and working with your clients? 
Well, you know what? I actually worked with, I've been on a holistic path for over 30 years. So I actually worked with a functional nutritionist who helped me. What we tried, first of all, there are many, many um, ways to use nutrition to balance our hormones. But again, mine was so low that we tried everything. And I ended up actually going on some natural hormone replacement therapy, which was a lifesaver for me because I hit so late in life. It was really, really hard for me to find any other way. So for me, that's how I um, used, you know, uh, had found my way through menopause to something that worked. Again, I tried natural, didn't work as well. So I did the natural hormone replacement. But I think it's really important for you to work with somebody um, who is, knows you, is familiar with you. And sometimes we have to change our doctors at that point, be it a, you know, natural wellness doctor or an Eastern, Eastern, Western medicine doctor and let them know, you know, um, your age and your, maybe your family history. Most of us, our moms never talked about it, so we don't know when they went into it. But I think it's really important then. I've had these conversations with my daughter, so she's aware of what to expect. So for me, I am on low doses of natural hormone replacement therapy. And it's better. Everything's better. Anybody have a story to share about how the changing of our bodies in one way or another has impacted us maybe in a work situation, in a personal relationship, and what did you do about it? Going once, going twice. <laughs> I'll step in because I've got an opposite story. Um, and, and it really intrigues me that I haven't, I haven't had any of those, those uh, situations. I've not gone through hot flashes or tiredness, weight gain, yes, but, I've always had my weight yo-yoing throughout my life anyway. Well, throughout my, my adult life. Um, but for me, a bit like uh, we were saying just now, I had, uh, I had uh, uterine cancer when I turned 40. And so I lost everything, all my reproductive organs, and then uh, six weeks of radiation treatment, which really, really zapped me. And, and it was at that point that I had an argument with my gynecologist who wanted to put me onto unnatural HRT, and I said, I'm not going to do it. And um, I did a lot of studying then. The studies have changed since then, but it helped me tremendously to understand that it was about bringing the two, the two levels that had dropped um, into a place of manageability. And I, I totally agree. Uh, I, apart from the fact that I used a, a, a natural hormone replacement therapy all those years ago, 26 years ago, um, I, I also did a lot of uh, vision work where I imagined those levels coming to meet each other and uh, within meditation, and I saw it because I also had the other things. I had a lot of damage in the in my vagina from from the radiation treatment, a lot of damage, and it 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 caused absolute havoc. And I also started seeing um, and and affirming that that was healed and different. And the next time I went to the doctor, who didn't believe in any of this mumbo jumbo that damage had reversed and and my hormones are pretty in balance so as much as i really do believe we do need help and assistance i do i do believe too it's a lot of about bringing our sense of producing what we need to produce in our bodies naturally ourselves bringing our levels up ourselves 
And um, there are many ways to do it. That's the way I did it. Thank you so much, Janetta. Amber J, you had your hand up. Yeah, I want to talk about um, our medical uh, support, and you kind of all have alluded to it. In in I had ovarian cysts uh, several times to the point where I had to have at least two surgeries and massive cysts brought out of my body. And the first time I had it, it was embarrassing. I didn't know because no one told me how common ovarian cysts were. And I think this is an epidemic among women where we don't share this, whether it's menopause, whether it's our period that we're, we have shame around it versus we are life givers and creators. But I had these ovarian cysts the first time it was, I mean, it was debilitating. I couldn't stand, I couldn't understand why I, I was in so much pain and no one ever pulls you aside and says, hey, this is something that happens to women. And it's pretty darn common. The second time it happened, I had gone to my gynecologist and they said, oh, you're not planning on having any babies. You should just get all of it just ripped out. Just take out all your your uh, your uterus and all of your reproductive organs and just rip it out. And I was so offended and hurt and felt discounted and kind of joked at that I didn't take any action for probably two years to the point where my cyst got the size of grapefruits. And I had nine of them that had then, of course, to be an emergency removal. And they asked if I wanted a hysterectomy. And I said, no, I want to keep my parts. And I, I was so upset at how flippant male doctors were about my body. And I believe in our Western culture medicine that is, you know, a, a lot of women aren't either a educated about their bodies or they just follow the first advice that comes from a doctor. And like you were speaking to Catherine earlier is there are different times in our life where we may need different doctors and they aren't holier than thou. You get to trust. I mean, that's the gift of the divine feminine is our intuition and trust yourself and your inner knowing. And it caused me damage by, by being righteous in my own right. But in that I knew this was wrong and it felt wrong and I got to trust myself. Uh, and so we don't talk about menopause. I don't know what to expect. I've had night sweats at various times in my life. And we don't talk about it. So how do we talk about it more? Great question. And thank you for the, the heartfelt sharing that's going on today. I really do appreciate that. I have just one comment to add to what Amber said, and then we'll open it up. I know whenever I've gone to the doctor, which I went recently, and I said, I'd love to have my hormone levels checked. Oh, that's not included in, in this, in what we're checking for. I don't care. I want to have them 
test. No, I can't write it for that. I've heard that a few times over the years. Only one time did I have a doctor who said, okay, we'll check for that. And then I saw what the levels were because I wasn't sure if I was in menopause or not. I don't know where I am in the process today. So anyone have any comments on that? I'd love to comment on that. And Amber J, thank you so much for opening up. Um, and in so many ways, I have a similar story as far as almost losing my life to Lyme disease. I had it for over 10 years and was not believed. So I was misdiagnosed, misdiagnosed until it was in my brain and I basically was a dead person. So there is, you know, there's a lot um, in our control and, you know, to take responsibility and our power back. Like you said, the majority of men were finally getting to a tipping point of, I think it's like 51% women in medical school now, but for the most part, historically, and if you do the research on menopause, um, it's generally male dominated. And so we're getting the male perspective. Men don't experience this. They don't understand it. We don't talk openly about it. I think it's like 20% of women that hit menopause really don't know anything. They don't know where to go. They don't know the symptoms. They don't know the signs. They don't know anything. So I worked with a wonderful company. It was called Kindra. They have like a checklist you can take to your doctor. It's free on their website, but there's other resources out there. So do your own research and take these things to your doctor. Um, you know, a checklist is a perfect thing to go in there and say, hey, do you know this? Do you know this? Do you know this? Because I was in LA and working with um, a doctor in one of the biggest hospitals there. And she looked at me and she said, I don't believe in hormones. I'm like, like not hormone replacement, just they don't exist. <laughs> and I was like, what? So there is so much for us to do to take back our power. If you're not comfortable from, with your doctor, if you feel they don't understand you, they're not listening to you about menopause and everything else, um, switch doctors and then educate yourself and go to somebody that you feel you know, that you will listen to you and you won't be misdiagnosed and you won't have, you know, these horrible cysts um, missed and go in for emergency um, procedures. It's so important. So that's my two cents. Thank you very much, Catherine. I appreciate it. We are actually going to take a quick break and hear from a couple of our sponsors, and then we'll be back for more exciting, invigorating conversation with this wonderful panel today. All right, stay with us. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're happy and you know it, and you really want to show it. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Bring me sunshine in your smile. Bring me laughter all the while. In this world. Where we live, there should be more happiness. So much joy you can give to each brand new bright tomorrow. What are you gonna do today? I would go run around about your shoes. <laughs> Make me happy through the years. Never bring me any tears. Let your arms be as warm as the sun from up above. Bring me fun, bring me sunshine, bring me love.
Yes, yes, we are here on A Woman's Prerogative, USA Global TV and Radio. This is a show for women, about women, by women. And we even have our own website, a woman's prerogative TV radio show.com. So do check it out and connect with all of our panelists. Let's bring out our panel and our special guest, Amber J. Welcome. Hello, Kathy Fulton is in the house. Woo! Janetta Barry staying up oh dark late to be with us. Hello. And Dr. Justina is with us. Dr. Desiree and Hi. Tracy Lamore and our special guest, Catherine Grace O'Connell. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, so we're having a really important conversation about topics that we need to be talking about more and on a regular basis. And I'm hoping that this is the opening of the floodgates where it just ripples out to all of our networks and our friends and our family that we start talking about some of these things. Uh, Dr. Justina, we haven't heard from you much. I know that you've been in and out, but I'd uh, love to hear from you. Any comments you might have about ageist remarks or menopause or any of these women's issues that we need to talk more about yeah i think uh talking they say that a problem shared is a problem solved so if we can speak more about the problems that we face as women i think then we would be able to find solutions and also would be able to live comfortably with some of those knowing that we know that they can be resolved because we are sharing them with uh with other people uh like um our guest was talking about uh, how we don't talk much about menopause or maybe even the doctor, uh, they don't analyze you properly. All that needs to be, um, to be taken into account. And I think there needs to be more push and also more women doing research into those issues that affect women. And I can go back to why I'm always insisting on getting a 50-50 planet so we have women uh 50 percent women perspective and 50 percent male perspective on all these kinds of issues and especially those issues that uh, affect women perhaps we should even have 75 percent women and only 25 percent men as they say who feels it knows it so we can't leave uh, women's issues to a gender that uh, does not experience them thank you so much agreed who would like to make a comment about what Dr. Justina said or something else? Doo -doo -doo. I'll, I'll jump in. Why not? Yes, so, thank you. Uh, yeah, Dr. Justine, thank you so much for sharing that. I, I think it's really important um, as well. Like you said, we are, uh, our society is patriarchal. I don't want to get into like a negative frame here, but women, we do have to take back our power. And you said, you started off by saying a problem shared is a problem solved. At least a problem shared opens the doorway to finding solutions and not focusing so much on the problem. But, you know, talking about ways that we can come together to solve these things. I don't think a product like Viagra would have actually ever been made if that was a women's issue. So, you know, I think having women out there and really banding together and having these conversations is so important. And Amber J, um, yeah, I think you know, it was another panelist. Hang on. I can't see the panelists for the names, but it was um, one of the panelists who had spoken about um, uh, the one from England using um, visualization and also, um, you know, ways that we can empower ourselves to have healthy cells and 
you know, I, I, I used a lot of that in my healing from Lyme disease, really inside out. There's so much that we can do in talking to ourselves and using energy work and all these sort of weird modalities out there. But it, again, it's, it's giving you the power and making those choices, what's right for you. That certainly is more extreme from a standpoint of saying, I'm not going to um, have the doctor help me in any way. I'm going to just do this by talking to myself. But that does work for her, which is so fantastic. And it's experiential. Try these things. See what works for you. And most of all, like you said, talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. So we do change our culture and change our way of looking at things like this. Brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing. Uh, I, I, I'd love to. Yeah, it, it was it was I who um, who worked on the visualization because I was in a country where where, as I say, it's over 20 years ago where these conversations, everybody did what they were told. And um, I just decided that it was just not going to happen. I'd, I'd already gone through cancer and uh, the severe side effects of that. And I wouldn't have done it if I hadn't had small children. I'd have done it more holistically and naturally, but I, I succumbed to that. But having succumbed to that, I went, I am not doing the HRT thing. And uh, back then, this male doctor said to me, because I'd had everything removed, he said, well, you do realize that you're now an it. And I just sat there and went, I, I can't believe you've just said that to me. And he said, and anyway, look at all this research that says this is what's going to happen to you if you don't listen to me. And I looked at this research and I said, but it's 10 years old. Is there no, no more up-to-date research than this? And he went, no, this is the latest. And I went, well, you know, it's 10 years behind, so I don't even believe it. And, and I'm not listening to it. And I'm so glad I did what Catherine was saying, which was, uh, I, I did, I used uh, natural yam remedies and I, I used them internally, which nobody had thought of before. And it made a world of difference. And I've never had hot flashes. I've never had any of those side effects. And definitely bringing in those levels myself and knowing that my body is a powerhouse. I do have some side effects from the radiation treatment. I'm still not managing to get into place. But watch this space. But that one I got right. Did you say he said you were an it, I-T, it's words create worlds. And that is, he should be disbarred or whatever medical. It is, so many people get given death sentences or restrictions or parameters put on their lives by people that we put on pedestals because they have a MD at the back of their name or some sort of credentials. And it's just not true. How many people have you heard had a, were given a month to live and live 60 years or a full life or whatever else? How dare he? I applaud you for standing up for what you knew to be your truth and trusting yourself. Hallelujah. Well, thank you. He also thought it was extremely funny when he said it. It was like, ha, ha, ha. And of course, it went down like a ton of bricks. Like, really? <laughs> Jeanetta, did that leave a lasting impression for you? 
Are we able to? Yeah, I, I never went back to a, a male gynecologist ever again, ever. And in fact, I don't go back to go. I've got nothing to go for. I even lo lost my cervix. So uh, there's nothing to look for. But uh, they did say just check in case there are some cervical cells left there that might be cancer. I, I, I haven't. I really haven't because I know I, I am I am the, the mistress of of who I am and I can make it happen or not. Well said. Thank you. Doctor, you know, so I'm John Glennon. Yeah, I was sorry. I was, I was just going to say one thing um, to what you guys were sharing there, Janetta. I think um, it's it's so important. If there's there's a lot of books on the history of menopause. I did a deep dive because I had done some interviews on some people that were really um, heavily into the whole menopause world. And so when you read the research and the history, this comes from this male perspective of being called the it is what we're coming up against. Historically, that's how we were perceived because men want to spread the seed, right? So we don't have value when our estrogen levels drop and we can no longer make babies. So again, this is a cultural thing, a lot of it unconscious that has been just embedded in the culture that we're coming up against now. And that's where we have to educate, educate, educate to sort of buck this, you know, crazy um, cultural belief system that is so out of date and not empowering to us at all. So just throwing that in. No, thank you so much. That's valuable. I appreciate it. Dr. Desiree? Hi, I really can't uh, comment much on menopause because I haven't reached to that stage. But what I would like to say that I'm so grateful for this show because it's bringing conversations that are so enriching for the mindset and so informative and educational and i like the fact that our beautiful panelists our women they're so open and they're so um just full of confidence to share their story that can really uplift each other and also some of us as well because um you know just hearing some of our panelists stories and how they talk so openly about you know their lives their personal lives is just so inspiring and and so in so so informative so kudos to all our beautiful panelists and it's really given women the understanding that it's okay don't be too hard on yourselves and you can open up and you know and spread some uh, information that will be vital for our listeners. Yep, I did it myself. We've actually come to the end of our show and we're over, but that's okay. I wanna go around and have each of you share something that's coming up for you that you want people who are watching or listening to know about and get involved with. And I'll start with Amber J. And I think Amber J has an announcement to make as well. You're muted, you're on mute. Thank you, thank you. Oh, we are in the middle of my signature spark program. We're in week three of four. It has been so potent and powerful. We have the woman on fire mastermind that's continuing, but I have declared I am taking summer. So next week will be my last week on a woman's prerogative until we come back in September. I I'm embracing, I'm, I'm a busy doer, 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 and I'm going to practice being. Yes, hip, hip, hooray for that. We are excited for you and we will continue following you on social. I don't know, maybe you're not gonna be posting anymore. Maybe you're just gonna go full off the oh, I doubt that. I doubt, I'm sure I'll be posting. <laughs> okay. Well, good. We'll look forward to having you back in September and we'll follow you on social. What, what are your socials that people can follow you? They can go to the website, a woman's prerogative, 
tvradioshow.com and find out, but please tell us. Amber J. Lawson, the letter J. Lawson on all platforms and goddess process on all platforms. Thank you for asking. Thank and you thank very you. much. Thank you. We've loved having you here. We're excited for you to come back. Kat Kathy Fulton, what can you share with us about what's coming up for you? Uh, at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time um, is the show Aging Gracefully with Humor. So if you're up, I'd love for you to join us. And if not, you can catch it later on YouTube. And then directly after that is uh, a show called What's Trending. And then directly after that at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, I'll be doing a Talking Heads show. So join us if you can. I was talking on mute. How about that? I said it's Thursday mornings with Kathy here at USA Global TV and Radio. Kathy, uh, how can people reach out to you on social media or your website? What do you want to share? Um, it's usually just easiest if you either call me, um, 703-895-3798, or just email me at kathyfulton1965 at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Okay, let's go over to Tracy. What do you have coming up, and how would you like people to reach out to you? Uh, to reach me, you can reach me at lamorimedia.com, or you can find me on LinkedIn. It's a great place to connect or on all the socials. And I'm just working, doing a bunch of client stuff. I have lots of exciting client things coming up to performances. Uh, it's Pride Month, and a couple of my clients are performing here in Toronto Pride, which is one of the biggest prides in North America. I'm working on films. I'm working on entrepreneurs and startups, all the regular stuff. Um, but yeah, um, and here, you can find me here every Wednesday, hopefully. And uh, that's it for now. All right. Thank you so much, Tracy. Fantastic. Let's go back up to Janetta. You're on mute. You're on mute too. None of us are used to being on mute. That's the problem. Uh, yeah. Apart from the fact that I carry on with the epiphany process work all over the world, helping people challenge from day-to-day -day challenges right through to, to even terrorist attack victims. Um, it's with a great joyous heart that uh, I, I expand with USA Global TV, the World Jenny's Day platform, the, the, the charity arm of, of the epiphany process. And uh, we've got lots of things happening up until the 10th of October. One of them is uh, a bike ride, a six day and night bike ride through a Kenyan game park, um, staying at lodges and riding your bike past the rhinos and the lions and with care. There, there's people, very experienced people there, but what an experience to to do. And, and then while Jenny's day on this platform on the 10th of October, we've got some amazing things going on. So if you'd like to, to uh, follow the epiphanyprocess.com and worldjennysday.com, it's all there. Thank you so much, Janetta. And uh, we'll go to Catherine last, Dr. Desiree. I would love to invite each and every one of our panelists to join us on November 12th in London and come and support Women of Heart Awards come and celebrate with women who are making a greater impact in our world, worldwide. Come and have fun. And you can reach me on social media, Desiree Richardson. Um, and also you can email me, Richardson at gmail.com. So, and I uh, hope to see you next week. Thank you, Desiree. Um, I, I have you on spotlight. I, I want, oh, just one I, moment, I sorry. To 
Dr. Desiree, can you just share about what the, your platform is about? Because people might be hearing about it for the first time. Okay, so we have Women of Heart Awards, which is uh, WOHA uh, London, WOHA 88 London, where we are celebrating 88 uh, women from all across the world, women who are doing tremendous work in terms of humanity and philanthropy, advocate, women from the humanitarian world, the beating hearts of humanity. So each year we align women or women will align themselves with the 88 crystal titles that or honors that we will be, uh, that we will, we, we will, we will release, sorry. <laughs> I'm chopping on my words that we will release um, coming up soon. And women can then uh, look at the titles and align themselves with the titles um, depends on what they do in the humanitarian world and be the proud recipients of next year as well for the WOHA 88 London. So each year the 88 uh, titles made up the heart and we are women of hearts. We work from the heart space and not from the perils of our ego. And uh, we bring women and we invite women from all across the world uh, who you know, who are nominated and selected for these prestigious awards in London. And our first celebration is a triple celebration that will be coming up on the 12th of November. We're celebrating 2020, 2021 and 2022. And we're so happy that uh, we have two of you on our panelists are, who are proud recipients. So I hope to see you all in London. And we're gonna be live on the red carpet on stage and we'll be uniting women in harmony in a beautiful surrounding where we just feel love and the energy of cosmic love just flowing through that uh, that room. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm super excited. Thank you so much. And Jeanette is a recent recipient and I'm also a recipient and I'm an esteemed judge. I can't wait to go November the 12th. And my goal is to have a crew and be able to film it. So I'm putting it out to the universe. There you go. All right. Thank you so much. And to our special guest who jumped right in and was a big part of it today. I really appreciate it. Tell us more, Catherine. Thank you so much. Thank you all for having me. Um, it's been a pleasure to get to know all of you and your stories. So um, you can find me on social media at Catherine Grace O. My blog is Catherine Grace O. I have a Facebook community, a global community all over the world, Forever Fierce Midlife Matters. And I was one of those people that had to um, pivot with the pandemic. I was hosting live events in LA. Um, FierceCon was our premier event and we were just getting ready to launch it across the country and boom, the pandemic hit. So most of what I do now is virtual. I work with a lot of corporations. So my work is more in that and a nonprofit. I'm also the um, Women's Entrepreneurship Day um, organization ambassador that works with the UN here in Seattle. So my hands are full in many um, different ways, but I am also launching a new series called the Ageless Mind, Body and um, Spirit series that if you want to follow me over on my blog, Catherine Grisso, and sign up for a newsletter, you can get it there. And then I am getting ready to head to both LA and New York next month for two special projects. So one is um, I'm going to New York to work with Coco Rocha. She is one of the top supermodels in the world. And I'm going to her model camp at 61, which is kind of crazy with my friend Jacqueline Nepal, who is 53. So we're doing this, um, obviously, for our own experience, but also to show that anything is possible because we're going to be there with mostly, you know, 18 and 20 year olds and um, heading to model camp, working with one of the top supermodels, which is an amazing experience. So I'm going to be sharing that with um, with everyone 
and when I get back. And then I'm also heading to LA to shoot a program, which is um, I'm putting myself out there. It's called Honest Discourse, and I'm going to be paired with someone who is um, very firm in their evangelical beliefs, and I'm sort of on the other end of the spectrum. And it's going to be very interesting. It's a three-hour, um, we're shooting a show there, and it's really to find this middle way and to be able to get back to this place where we listen to one another and we learn from one another and we are educated on why they believe what they believe, and hopefully they'll hear me and why I've moved pretty much the other direction. So yeah, so um, you can find me pretty much anywhere, and I have a podcast also. So um, it is called Mastering Modern Midlife. So that's it. Whoa. Hello. That's incredible. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a big deal to get accepted. So yeah, I'm really, really excited. Now, will you be live streaming from there or what? Not until you come back. I won't. Coco's is um, obviously she is has she runs this whole thing and she actually has brings the photographers in and does, you do editorial shoots, but it is pretty much closed from, from the public. But I'm going to be uh, staying in New York longer, doing some video while I'm there. I'm actually doing some photo shoots while I'm there, but I'm going to be um, bringing my video camera in there and then sharing after the fact, but not live while I'm in there because it is I am I am uh, I guess captive of Coco Rocha's rules there, and she's pretty special though she's very big in diversity she was one of the first people to speak up about you know models being bullied and all those crazy things that we hear about so she's really been um, an activist in that area so she is not your typical supermodel she's so much bigger than that so um, yeah I'm excited I'm excited for you and, and by just being present you're gonna be able to enjoy the experience as opposed to worrying about the filming and who's watching and when so really enjoy it and come back and tell us about it please thank you so much thank you very much okay that concludes our show thank you so much ladies i appreciate it. i'll just close out the show and and then uh, i'll look forward to chatting with you soon thank you again okay thank you folks for being here whether you're watching on the live or the replay i really appreciate it i just have a few quick announcements I never seem to get time to share some of the things that I'm doing and I'm just excited about it because this is what I do 24 seven. I'm behind this green screen working here Saturdays and Sundays, holidays. So I came up with this graphic to kind of explain what I do when I'm not on USA Global TV. I'm focused on educating people on how to listen at a higher level. So you saw the sponsorship already my goal is to get as many people across the world to be certified in listening at an elevated level it's a two and a half hour course i've really streamlined it it's 257 dollars. once you take the course and you pass the quiz you get certified as an elevated listener and you're a member of our team here at usa global tv and we celebrate the fact that you're listening at a higher level and promote your work i also authored two books that became Amazon number one bestsellers within 11 months. The book on the left is my first book from last year, and that took about three weeks to become a number one. And then the second book came out this May, and that took also, I think, three weeks. So those books are available on Amazon. The first one behind the green screen is the story of how and why I left my corporate career, my six-figure income, all of my benefits, traveling the world, staying at five-star resorts, and started this platform with no experience. I started with a radio program where I was being interviewed. I took over the show, which was not an easy feat. They didn't want me to do it. And now I have 26 live television broadcasts that are streaming across 
across the world. You can do it too. And my last thing on the right here is the amazing adventures of Lady L, the listening mentor. This is the children's series of books, the first of seven I'm co-writing with Mariska Dupree. And each of the animal characters you see on the cover represents one of our certified elevated listeners. So these are people who took the power of listening, got certified, and now they're contributing in this book to help children and their parents learn to listen at a higher level. Okay, that's enough of that. I just want to run through quickly some of the shows that we have here. We have about 26 a week. I'm looking for co-hosts for seven more shows than I'm starting. If you'd like to be a co-host on our technology show, our law show, our show about animals, Animal Kingdom, our show for children, and we also have a show for spelling. All of these things are educational. Please do reach out to me. I'd love to have you team up with me and provide this education. Okay, so let's look at some of our shows. Janetta was just here. We have the Epiphany Process, which we've named the Art of Creating Mental Health Wealth. We have What's Trending with Kathy Fulton, and that's tomorrow. We also have Roland Friedel and the Mallorca Connection. We have Presenting Pet Psychic, Amina. Loving Longevity. This is a good one for Catherine. We have Aging Gracefully with Humor, which is also Kathy Fulton. And Catherine, you'd be a great guest on that one. We have our show that we just concluded with. We have Global Homes and Gardens. If you're somebody who is into, oh, Kathy, interior design, somebody who's into gardening or anything that happens in and around a house or a garden, we'd love to hear from you. We have the United Kitchens cooking show with our celebrity chef, Ricky McKenna. We have Adversity to Awesome, which is stories of hope and inspiration. We have the power of etiquette and manners, authentic achievements with Kim Adele Randall. Our new game show, Who's Listening? This is a game show for people who have certified as elevated listeners. And again, that's open to anyone in the world. We have the Talking Heads panel. We have our men's show that's on right before this, Wild at Heart, Real, Authentic, Uncut. We have The Wise Ones with Red O'Laughlin. We have The Corner Bookstore with Diane Floyd Bain. We have, whoops, sorry, we have The Business Talk Show with Mr. Al Sini. And we also have The Listening Mentor, which is my show that I do with Caroline Heward. We have a new show coming up on Christianity. We have Leadership of the Heart with Mariska Dupree. We have The Magic of the United Kingdom, News and Culture. This is with Diane Floyd-Beam and our special correspondents joining us from the UK, Ian Pelham-Turner, Helena Shard, and Simon McDonald. And I think we have one more that I have a graphic. It's the Film and Music Show. So if you'd like to be a guest on any of these shows, please go over to our website, usaglobaltv.com. And my last share is this. This is the website for this show, a woman's prerogative TV radio show.com. There will be a hyperlink from USA Global TV because we have so many people on the show. We want to make sure that you have the ability to contact them. You know what their details are. You know who they are. So again, it's a woman's prerogative TV radio show.com. Please do reach out to our panelists. Give them your support. Let them know you watch the show. If you have anything to share with us, you can always reach out to me as well. My contact information. I never have my own information anywhere. Let's say I have something. I have this. Okay. You can email me, Jacqueline at drjacqueline.com. And you can also find me at drjacqueline at usaglobaltv.com. 
All right. Thank you so much for a fabulous day of broadcasting. Last announcement is our shows for tomorrow. Starting at 9 a.m. These are all in Eastern Standard Time Zone. If you're in BST, at five hours. If you're in PST, subtract three hours. 9 a.m., Aging Gracefully with Humor. 10 a.m., What's Trending? 11 a.m., Talking Heads. Noon, The Corner Bookstore. 1 p.m., The Film and Music Show. 2 p.m., The Wise Ones. And 3 p.m., Talking Heads. And I'm still standing for all the shows every day. All right. Thank you again for being here. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you to our guest, Catherine. And thank you to our fabulous panel. It was a great discussion. You can find all of our shows on our YouTube channel, as well as many other places, USA Global TV. Bye for now.